Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we're looking at immigration and labor through a creative lens. That's what's going on now at the Sheldon Art Galleries and continuing through most of January. Its primary focus is on immigration and immigrants. We'll talk about that and about how music and opera is being used as a means of telling organized labor's story. Joining me in studio are Olivia Las Gonzalez, the director of the Sheldon Art Galleries. Miriam Ruiz is the school and community programs manager for the Contemporary Art Museum and a local visual artist. Colin McLaughlin is a community social worker who is serving as musical director and strip writer for the upcoming Workers' Opera being put on by Bread and Roses. That's an organization that looks at social and economic justice issues through an arts lens. Thank you all so much for being with us. Nice to have you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. Olivia, let me begin with you. Give me kind of the overview of what this exhibit is all about. Well, actually, it's four exhibits that we just opened last Friday. And um, what we did was to present four different exhibits that reflect on the immigrant experience. And so either here in St. Louis or even nationally, internationally. And so we have four exhibits, uh, one of which is a musical instrument exhibit that's drawn from our Hartenberger World Music Collection. And uh, that features um, instruments from three different communities, um, Mexico, um, Eastern Europe, and um, India. And then uh, we have a, an exhibit of um, local and regional artists, uh, five artists um, that are all either immigrants or they are born of immigrant parents. And so it's really about their unique experience as immigrant exiles or immigrants or the children mm -hmm. of immigrants um, in the United States. Then uh, we also have a big exhibit of photography that um, it was a traveling exhibit um, put together by the Howard Greenberg Gallery in New York called The Immigrants. And it features photographs from the whole history of photography. So really all the big name artists are represented and all of the images have to do with the immigrant experience in some way. Mm. Uh, so it's very exciting. And we also have in our children's art gallery a wonderful exhibit that was um, made by second graders at the Forsyth School. Mm -hmm. And so they've been learning about immigrants in St. Louis. And uh, so they were able to travel around St. Louis and take photographs. So the basis of the exhibit is their photographs and some drawings and some writings as well. Great. We'll be hearing from a couple of those students a little bit later in, in our conversation here. Why the focus on immigrants? Well, um, the, the Sheldon Art Galleries is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. And I thought, uh, what better way, since we serve our community, is to focus on our immigrant communities and celebrate them and uh, show all of the, the range of contributions and the, the issues that surround it, especially in today's world. Um, I think it was really fitting to kind of look out forward rather than looking backward at perhaps the over 300 exhibits that we've done in our 20 years. Um, I thought that would be the best way to really celebrate Certainly, Our 20th anniversary. Is certainly a timely issue. There's no question about that in today's world, as you suggest. Miriam, what is your role in this? 
So I, along with Jose Garza, were invited to be a part of this exhibition and to actually create some work for this. Um, our partnership has gone back for over a year at this point. Um, we both uh, got positions at the Contemporary Art Museum, and it is so rare to find Latinos actually working in the art world in an administrative capacity. So when we found each other as fellow Mexican-Americans, we were ecstatic, and we thought we're both in this position, and we have this uh, ability to influence you know, uh, our environment, and so we need to really take advantage of this. And so we started thinking of ideas, concepts, really thinking about our identity as Americans, as Latinos, and how we navigate that space. How is what you've done reflective of today's today's world and today's uh, uh, United States position with regard to immigrants and immigration? Well, the piece itself that we created, Anelo, uh, which means longing in Spanish, um, it isn't just our voices, and that was very important to us because neither of us actually are immigrants. And you spoke with Ness Sandoval earlier this week on Monday, and he was talking about how the majority of Latinos in the United States are Native Americans or born in the United States, shall I say. Um, so what we wanted to do is bring in a chorus of voices. So we invited five uh, performers from the St. Louis area, all of whom are South American immigrants, um, to come in and share their history, share their story with us. And then the piece itself is a dual channel video. Um, if you go in the gallery, you'll see two flat screens with different content mm -hmm. on each. And it's just our recording of these ladies uh, preparing, putting on the intricate costumes and hair pieces, and then dancing these dances that they brought from their own countries. And just what a, a ritual and labor of love that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Olivia, it's a multimedia, obviously, uh, series of events right here. Right, exactly. We have several video pieces. Slatko Kozic, uh, who's originally from Yugoslavia, is another video artist. Uh, we have Priya Kambli, who um, has done photographs and sculpture. She's from India. Uh, Rachel Yoon, is, uh, her family is from Korea. And uh, so, yeah, it's a really wide um, range of materials that are used in the exhibit. Covering a lot of bases, exactly. obviously, no question. Colin, let me turn to you. Thanks for being patient. You're not part of uh, what's going on in the Sheldon. <laughs> no, but I love, I love what you all are up to. Thank you for the work you're doing. Well, let's talk a little bit about the work that you're doing, too, because this is a little bit of a departure, I think. It's mm -hmm. a worker's opera. Tell me what, that, uh, what that's all about. Well, we were talking a bit earlier about the possibility of expanding who gets to partake in art and humanities events. And the focus we have taken is um, we know that working people have a rich histories and they need to be able to express themselves creatively. Even if they're working nine to five jobs, you know, maybe they think of art as a luxury or they have not had the opportunities to tell their stories. So we have reached out to folks in sanitation and lawn care and food service. Um, specifically, our cast includes members of the Service Employees International Union, Communication Workers of America, the United Media Guild. We reach out to workers and we, we cultivate art and humanities events for them to express themselves. We don't often think of this uh, in, in terms of uh, opera, however. So how are you doing it? So it's kind of a series of sketches. It's a combination of historical reenactments, poetry, song, dance, movement. Um, so it's kind of the workers' opera became our catch-all phrase for basically 
whatever the workers decided, the workers that were in our group at that time, whatever, however they wanted to express themselves, we would create an hour, hour and a half show for them to kind of explore different mediums. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're using, you're using union workers as, as the cast, is that correct? Not exclusively, um, but, but mostly, yeah, a lot of unionized workers, but some that are not, um, yeah. All right. Well, that's all is a little bit different, uh, it seems to me. The music original? Some of it is original. There's some original instrumental music. There is some we kind of tap into classic labor tunes or to classic um, songs about strikes and protests and write some of our own verses. This year, we tapped into uh, some Marvin Gaye, Makes Me Want to Holler. We wrote our own verses. Um, and again, these are these are songs that that the workers, the group we would assemble, as the musical director in this program, this would be songs I would notice we were singing together, or someone would be humming when they came in, and we would say, "What's that song?" And we would, you know, include that in our in our show. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds most in- interesting indeed, and uh, we'll hear more about that a little bit later. But I'd like to talk about now that we've established who you are and the kinds of things that you're doing. Talk a little bit about the the role of the arts in developing and uh, enhancing social consciousness. Olivia, let me start with you. What, what is the role of the arts in making us more aware of, of issues and uh, things that we should be talking about? Well, I think the, the visual arts, certainly, and music as well in a really big way, have been kind of um, the social barometer, so to speak. And artists, I think, are really on the forefront in articulating very important issues, um, particularly, well, I mean, the photo exhibit certainly uh, shows that this has been going on, you know, since the 19th century in terms of photography, uh, though issues of immigration and um, issues of ethnicity have certainly been in the visual arts for many more years Mm -hmm. than that. But I think artists in particular have a wonderful way of expressing these issues and, and sort of putting a visual face to them. And so um, the show about reconsidering or reconstructing identity really um, shows several different ways in which those issues you know, can be brought forward, uh, whether Slotko, who um, produces videos that speak to his sort of difficulty in assimilating, having had had to flee from Yugoslavia to the States after the war, um, and how, what it feels like to be an immigrant in a new, a completely new cultural environment, um, and that he's done through in three different videos. Um, or you, Miriam, um, in yours, where you um, are sort of speaking about the culture from, you know, the perspective of someone who was born here. Um, I think from my perspective, too, I'm half Mexican, and I have had not so much, um, except in recent years, connection to that side of the family. So there's this interesting kind of twist to you know, being of the culture, but not being so connected. And how do we get connected to that culture? And the same way Rachel, too, who's Korean, her family is Korean, but she had never been to Korea. And so her her journey is really about using Google Earth to travel through her country 
and see the sites and and take pictures, as it were, um, which kind of is a really poignant body of work, in my opinion, because it really shows how, you know, how you can be sort of Korean, yet completely, you know, American as well, and, and sort of that search for the connection to your roots. I want to get Miriam and uh, Colin to, to react right. to what yeah. you said. And so also, I think yeah. the visual arts and, and music uh, in terms of, you know, the worker songs and things like that, I think are extremely important to right. that Well, we'll discussion. follow up on that, but I have to take a break now. We'll do that and continue our conversation. Our discussion is really uh, a, a discussion of using the arts to really help us discover who we are and and why we are to some degree. Back to continue that conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast supported by University College at Washington University with undergraduate and graduate programs part-time evening and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Now back to our conversation with Olivia Las Gonzalez of the Sheldon Art Galleries. Miriam Ruiz is with us. She is a visual artist. And Colin McLaughlin is with us. Uh, he is a community social worker who is involved with a, uh, an opera that is being performed and by workers in the St. Louis area. I'm going to come back and continue the conversation we started before the break with, uh, with you, Miriam. Uh, your take on the role of the arts uh, in, in addressing social issues. How important is it and how effective can it be? I think it can be very effective um, to kind of take a, a slightly different track. You know, um, I think one of the things that helped, for example, Barack Obama have such a successful campaign was uh, Shepard Fairey's uh, Hope poster. Mm -hmm. And I think that entire visual campaign was so effective. And that's just one example. Uh, the way that I think of the arts is kind of like a Trojan horse. It's something that is uh, aesthetically pleasing. People feel comfortable with it. But once it's in, once you let it in, it has a message and a conversation that it wants to have with you. Um, and so when, for example, Jose and I are creating these pieces of work, we want to have these objects that can pull you in and are resting formally. But at the same time, once you're sitting there and looking at the video, for example, it's going to start take you on a journey perhaps you were not planning on going on. Yeah, but sometimes uh, different people uh, uh, interpret art and uh, differently, and the, the message is not always consistent. Or, or is it? Or can it be? Well, I would go so far as to say that just a conversation between two people, you're not going to agree upon what's being talked about. I mean, language in and of itself is so nuanced and has so many layers of meaning. Just ask any married couple, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> two people can walk away from a, a conversation with completely different things at any given time. And I think art is no different. You're going to take different things away from it, depending on your background and what you bring to the conversation. Yeah, inflection can mean so much in so many different ways. Absolutely. Colin, your take on this whole subject. So our organization, Bread and Roses, we got our name from a labor strike that took place in 1912. And uh, it was striking textile workers, and the strike was largely led by women immigrants. And their key phrase that has lasted was, give us bread, but give us roses. And by that, they meant they didn't want to just be paid the bare minimum to secure enough food and shelter to keep surviving. They wanted bread and roses too. They said, we want our lives. We want to have dignified lives, 
fair wages and safe working conditions, but if we can't express ourselves and have beauty, poetry, and music, then that then we're also losing that biological necessity that maybe it's not just a luxury, maybe culturally in our society, it's crucial. Interesting, interesting point, an interesting uh, observation about uh, about uh, all of that. I want to get back to Olivia with regard to uh, the, the Forsyth School project that you mentioned, because we have uh, something I'd like to play in a moment or two. But uh, just give us a little more detail, if you would, on what that particular part, that particular exhibit within the overall exhibits uh, uh, means and what it is. Well, um, it's a group of photographs that was, were taken by second graders um, who attend uh, Forsyth School. And uh, they've been learning about immigrants and their contributions, particularly to the neighborhoods in St. Louis. And so they were able to take a little field trip around to different neighborhoods. I think they uh, visited Soulard and uh, The Hill, Cherokee Street, downtown, um, Old North neighborhoods, and um, so made photographs in all of those places of buildings and even flowers and, and other, you know, things that they, that happened to catch their eye. Um, so pretty much celebrating the diversity of our city and, and its roots in all of these different cultures that we have. We had a chance to meet a couple of very young St. Louis artists who are exploring the topic of immigration here. Producer Evie Hemphill joined them the other day at the Sheldon, just as their photographs of St. Louis neighborhoods were unveiled in the Children's Gallery. She asked both of the children to introduce themselves and to start by telling her how they went about taking the photographs around town. I'm Lisa Perrietti. I'm eight years old. I go to Forsyth School and... um. I'm in third grade. I am Oliver Beard, and but I go by Finn. That's why it says Finn. Um, I I am in third grade, and I go to Forsyth School. So um, how we took the pictures is we would go to different um, neighborhoods and just take pictures that we thought were interesting. And then when we came back and all our field trips were done, we would pick a picture that we really liked, that we took, and then we would that would basically be our hung-up picture. What do you hope people who come through here during the next few months, what do you hope they learn from your, your photographs? I hope they learn that, they, that other neighborhoods aren't always English. They're not from America. They're not yes. in the same place as us. They're, they can act, act different be different, be from a different country. But it all, it's, nothing's different because we're all the same people. Well, not like, not like same people, but like, it, it's, just don't judge people by how they are and. The immigrants, some of them, the neighborhoods that we went to, they started neighborhoods like the Hill. Someone, Italians came to St. Louis and built uh, the community. One of my friends, he took a picture. He's from, he's half Italian, and he took a picture of an Italian flag, and I think he chose that one because he wanted to show his culture. Yeah. Do you think if we 
weren't a country of immigrants and a city of immigrants. Would St. Louis be the same place without that, do you think, Louisa? Um, my mom's from Puerto Rico, and she would have probably not have moved here, and I would have lived in state, have lived in Puerto Rico still if I was a little girl. Some schools wouldn't be learning how to speak Spanish like we learn how to speak Spanish, or some schools who learn how to speak French, they wouldn't know how to speak French because their teachers or the people who knew how to do that or we wouldn't be able to learn African dance at our school because we during our physical education time we have an African dance unit and we wouldn't be able to learn that. And that was producer Evie Hemphill talking with Finn and Louisa who attend Forsyth School. We should mention that Finn's photo of a colorful storm grate was taken in Soulard while Louisa's photo was taken in the seafood aisle of a Chinese market in University City. Their photos and those of their classmates uh, that they took were all on display at the Sheldon Art Galleries until early January. What's your takeaway from that, Olivia, in terms of uh, these kids? I, I know many adults who aren't as far advanced in understanding what these youngsters were talking about that, as they are. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. It's great that Forsyth School is really teaching the kids about these issues so early because I think education is so important to really understanding other cultures and um, us all living together because it helps us to see our similarities and appreciate our differences. And without education as part of that, um, that's I think that's really where the, the cracks form is sure. when there's not enough education. And so it's great that they're doing this so early in the kids' lives, and um, I really commend them on that. Yeah, the kids get it, Colin, don't they? They get it. Children have, they already have that innate understanding of our shared humanity. Mm -hmm. How about you, Miriam? What's your thoughts about what these youngsters are thinking and saying at second and third grade level? I have to say I have more hope for the future than I do for the present. <laughs> we're going we're to have to wrap up our time together. I'll come back to you, Miriam, with regard to takeaway. What do you want folks leaving your part of the exhibit at the Sheldons to, to leave with? What kind of thoughts? Do you know, of course, I want them to come to the exhibit and look at our objects and to have a good conversation with them. But if they walk away merely feeling like they had a good experience and kind of self-congratulatory, like, look how open-minded we are. We love this the difference represented in our city. Then I don't feel like it was for much. I would like people to feel stirred to action because I believe that's the time that we live in. I want people to start thinking about, not just through our exhibit, but just everything that you're hearing in the news these days, that they need to get involved and they need to get involved with the communities that our exhibition is representing. Um, I want them to uh, stay informed and get involved against the inhumane practices being perpetrated against our communities by ICE and other similar government organizations when it comes to things like the misuse of uh, ankle monitors, the fact that children are being taken away along the border, um, and the absolute least, of course, that people can do is vote. Mm -hmm. You're asking a lot. Uh, I hope people pay the kind of attention that you want them to and, and uh, receive those messages. Colin, how about you? This is definitely an aspect of our, our show, The Workers' Opera, that we, that we share in our work because it's, it's educational. It's meant to be entertaining, but it's first and foremost meant to be 
agitational to motivate social change and to rock the vote. Um, a large focus of our show this October is education and informing about ballot initiatives that we'll all be voting on this midterm election. So yeah, we definitely, we want people to express themselves creatively, but we find that when they do, as you say, with the Trojan horse metaphor, they end up speaking about relevant policy changes and the things that affect their lives that many are not aware of if they haven't been told or exposed to. Olivia? Well, <clears throat> I mean, just to echo what Miriam said, and um, I mean, the fabric of this country was built by immigrants. Uh, the only indigenous are Native Americans. So mm -hmm. um, this entire country is full of immigrants, whether we've been here for hundreds of years or you know, only four, five, or one. And so um, I hope that people through this exhibit or these, the series of exhibit will see the richness of those contributions um, because without all of these voices, it would be a very, you know, flat environment, I think, indeed. Well, they have plenty of time to see uh, these exhibits uh, through January 26th. Is that correct? Uh, That's correct. Well, they start coming down in early January. Okay. So we are starting to rotate out exhibits. So everything is up till the end of the year. And then as January progresses, I one see. per week will be coming Still down. Still plenty of time. Right. Still plenty of time. Exactly. I want to thank you all so much for being with us. Olivia Las Gonzalez, Sheldon Art Gallery's director. The multifaceted exhibit will be on display, as you've just heard, through much of uh, January. Miriam Ruiz is a local visual artist. Thank you for being with us, uh, Miriam. And Colin McLaughlin, Workers Opera Musical Direct Workers Opera Musical Director, is what I'm trying to say. The opera will begin at 10 a.m. on Saturday, October 20th, 1 p.m. on Saturday or Sunday, October 21st, at the Communication Workers of America Local 6300 on Grissom Drive and Laborers Local 110 on Lindbergh. We'll have that information on our website. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Mm -hmm.